you know, we've been talking about it all morning, and now it is time to introduce you to the founders of Sisters of Grace. We have James and Emily here. How's it going? First, James, how are you, man? Hey, man, it's so great to be here with you this morning. I am so excited to have this conversation. It is a, a problem across the world, and we are going to talk about how you guys have focused in on one region where it is the capital of this problem. <laughs> Emily, how are you doing this morning? Doing great. Thank you, Quincy. Thanks for having us. Oh, we're so excited to have you. And so let's start in a spot where, Emily, you have the preaching, teaching, anointing. You have been an author. You've done all of these things in ministry. And, you know, we've been talking a little bit this morning about how there's a lot of people around the world that'll say, mm. oh, that's a problem. Somebody should take care of that. Mm. Human trafficking. Oh, it's terrible. Somebody should mm. do that. Mm. But you decided to do something. Mm. So what pushed you into making that part of the ministry that you've already been doing? <laughs> well, my my heart is just to serve those that are at risk, exploited, the vulnerable. Um, the Lord has always had just um, a calling on my life to serve um, those that are at the greatest need. Mm -hmm. And um, human trafficking is now the world's most lucrative organized crime, generating <sighs> more than 100 and $50 billion a year. Lord have mercy. And I served with another organization for a lot of years, fighting human trafficking, rescuing girls, um, and preventing the girls from ever being sold. Mm -hmm. And I, my heart is just with these kids. It's with Thailand. Mm -hmm. And so when James and I began Sisters of Grace um, in 2019, we were just so excited to be able to begin to make an impact in um, in such a serious issue that that we face in our world today. Yeah. So you talked about your heart being there. How did that happen? How did that door open? Especially, you're saying 2019. Kind of a lot happened towards the end of 2019 <laughs> and the beginning of 2020. That's so true. Um, you know, I. I told my husband, my heart is in Thailand. I know I'm called to serve the hill tribes of Northern Thailand, these um, amazing people. And James said, let's do it. Let's just start our own ministry. Wow. And so in 2019, James, we have three children. And uh, and so James said, you have, I can't, we can't both go for two weeks. And so um, he said, you go. And I got on an airplane by myself, flying over to uh, the mountains of northern Thailand and meeting up with um, my national director, Aye. And we just said, God, if this is to be, it'll happen. Mm. And in two weeks, um, we began to look at properties and they kept trying to, these huge properties for sale. And I was like, we can't buy anything <laughs> right now. We have to find a place to rent. And we couldn't find anything. And I just prayed and the Lord said, find a church, find a community that you'll want the girls to be in. Yeah. We go to a church and the pastor, where we, the service is great. And afterwards we share our heart with the pastor. And he says, come back behind the church. I want to show you something. Mm. And he takes us to his Sunday school classrooms that he had cleaned out and put bunk beds in wow. to begin taking girls because the need is so great in Thailand. There are 600,000 victims of human trafficking in Thailand mm. alone. And he said, yes, I want you in this area. Walk down behind my church. There's a house for sale. Pastor, I can't buy a house for sale. <laughs> Just go look at it. We walked down behind 
the church down this great little street and there's a school and a playground and it's the perfect location and uh there's a phone number on the house is beautiful five bedroom home for rent we call the lady and my national director begins speaking in aka which is her hill tribe Mm -hmm. language on the phone to the woman and i'm like what's happening you can tell the difference between thai and this hill tribe language and she gets off the phone and says the woman that owns the house was never going to rent it she's been on the market for five years she was never going to rent it but because we're doing a ministry to rescue these hill tribe girls she's agreed to rent it she signed the papers to rent the house before i flew out of thailand (laughs) it was absolutely absolutely the Lord in every way. He opened every door. We became an NGO, a nonprofit before we ever left Thailand. In two weeks, God opened every door. The ministry started and I flew home and the pandemic hit and everything went to lockdown and we had already begun the home and the children were already safe. Oh, it was, it was beautiful. (laughs) God's timing is the best timing. (laughs) It really is. Man, his hand is definitely on it. And, uh, sisters of grace is near and dear to our hearts. And then, uh, our next opportunity to talk here in just a little bit after some more music, we're going to have James talk a little bit about the name sisters of grace and the logo even and the story behind it. So we're excited to share some more of this powerful ministry with our listeners here on victory. 91.5. Community funded, listener supported, Victory 91.5. This is Q in the Morning. I'm Quincy, and I have special guests today. I have the founders of Sisters of Grace. We heard some from Emily a little earlier, and when she was talking, she was talking about her supportive hub, husband, James, and talking about how he said to go for it and all of those things, and he is very heavily involved in this ministry as well, and we're so glad that he's able to join us this morning. And, you know, you told me this story recently, and I was like, okay, we need to talk about that because of just how deep it goes. Because some people put a logo together because it looks cool, they, they see a color or a letter or something that looks cool, but there's a lot that goes into the logo for Sisters of Grace. And if you're on Facebook or Instagram, Victory91.5, you can see it there. It's got the pretty little flower. And James is going to tell us more about that logo and the uh, the story behind it. Yeah, so when Emily got home and and we have this this amazing testimony of how the ministry started, you know, my mind immediately starts running to, we got to get the website going, right. and, you know, we've got to get all the <laughs> Facebook and all of that going. And one of the first steps in that process, of course, coming up with a logo that is beautiful and marketable and all that kind of stuff. And I asked Emily, I said, what do you think? And she said, I, I want it to be a flower. And I was like, oh, okay, a flower. So There's plenty of those yeah, in Thailand. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so we start, you know, looking for flowers that look look great look like a logo and she picks some out we go over them okay we like this we don't like this you know how the process Mm -hmm. goes and uh she starts talking over with our international director i about you know what she likes and you know getting all the input and um emily and i found a flower um and, and now it's called lila wadi but it wasn't always called Lila Wadi. Um, in Thailand, it used to be called Lantong, which um, has a terrible meaning. Um, Lantong means, in Thailand, it means suffering. Mm-hmm. It means extreme anguish. And the flower itself, because of the meaning, uh, was not planted on anyone's residences in Thailand. Um, they would put it on government buildings and things like that. Because nobody wanted to plant suffering in their garden. No, it yeah. actually it actually meant bad luck for yeah. for the home. So it was just this 
terrible situation. We got this beautiful Pretty flower, flower, terrible name. Absolutely. Yeah. So in Thailand, they changed the meaning of the name. They changed the name. From to the top, the king changed the name. For, to Lila Wadi, <laughs> and which means lovely ladies of happiness. Oh, my goodness. And it, when we heard that reality, it spoke to us mm. so clearly that this had to be the logo. Yeah. Because yeah. this is what we do. Yeah. We take these girls, the most dire situations, Mm. And, you know, suffering in every direction, mm -hmm. we bring them to Sisters of Grace. We, mm. for most of them, it's the first bed they ever sleep in. Mm -hmm. We introduce mm -hmm. them to the love and restorative power of Christ. Yes. They go to school and they become these lovely ladies. Uh, we just had a girl that has transitioned. It's our first miracle. She just moved out of the home into her own apartment. Mm. Um, and I was just able to see her a couple weeks ago and just constant smile. And it, it just, it's what we do. It's what we do over there. It's that happiness and joy. You were saying that that word for the flower can be translated as happiness and joy as well, right? That's right. Happiness and joy. And James is right. Amy, that's exactly what happened with Amy. She got her first job. She was encouraged to do that. And she told us in her testimony we recorded, Amy said to us, she said, I was in the village. I had no choice at 16 but to marry, to find someone and get married. That was what my father was saying I was going to have to do. That was my only choice. And now she's got a job in, in art and mm. painting the gorgeous tribal art that's there and, and just the incredible opportunity that she got with this job that's supporting her on her own now, yeah. in her own apartment, something she never thought was possible. Wow. From suffering to joy. Amen. Well, in some of our other opportunities to talk, we're going we're gonna to really start to get into some of the nuts and bolts of this ministry and how it works and, and how it's about prevention and some of those things, the network and, and things that you do to really get to these girls before, if possible, and restorative if needed. And so we're going to get into that in a little bit. And, and we would love for everyone to share with your friends that this conversation is happening because Sisters of Grace is such an important and needed ministry. Um, and maybe it inspires somebody to do like Emily and go to another place somewhere that they have a heart for that says, hey, I can do yeah. something about this problem. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I think that's one of the things that I, I really want people to hear today, not just how wonderful Sisters of Grace is, but how you too <laughs> can make a difference and take girls and people from suffering to joy Amen. because of the restorative love of Jesus. We're getting some more into this conversation in just a little bit here on Victory 91.5. We would love for you to stick around for that. Oh, we are so grateful for our Father in Heaven. That's all we need. It's all we have. Because the enemy tries to do all kinds of stuff to make us think we're alone, but we have him. We have the Father. We have him through Jesus, and we're so grateful for that. We're so grateful for you being tuned in on Victory 91.5, very special edition of Q in the Morning. I'm Quincy, and we have James and Emily here from Sisters of Grace. Uh, we're grateful for the ones that have been with us this morning. We're talking about preventing human trafficking, specifically in Thailand. And so for those of you that might be listening, if you're parents and you're taking your kids to school and you haven't had conversations with your kids about this particular issue, um, there are going to be parts of the, these testimonies that, that might be a little 
uh, tough for them to hear, so you might want to be uh, paying attention to that. But we will be sensitive of those areas of the conversation. And even now, we're going to ask a question that um, if you have Kleenex nearby uh, and you start to hear some of the um, ages um, that are reached and needed to be reached um, in this particular... Whew. So, Emily. Yes. How old are some of these girls that you have to get to before this becomes a reality for them? Four and five years old. Four and five years old. Yes. There's... <sighs> just a demand for um, child for children and, and human trafficking in that area in Southeast Asia with children and so um, we have to we're doing a preventative work we mm -hmm. want to get kids before they ever experience exploitation um, and and the slavery that comes with that yeah. and so we have to get the girls younger and younger um, several of our girls we originally brought to Sisters of Grace were only four when we first got them. Mm. Um, you know, one of the little girl's mom was already trapped in the trade, and um, and so her daughter was an extremely high risk um, there in the home with this woman, and so we were able to bring her yeah. to safety at Sisters of Grace before she was ever hurt by any of the men, mm -hmm. you know, before she was ever exploited. Yeah. Um, we were able to prevent that abuse from happening in her life, and now just seeing her grow flower, <laughs> you know, becoming this beautiful woman of God, and she yeah. is getting awards in her classes mm. and um, and just thriving at Sisters of Grace. Yeah. But rescuing the girls before they're hurt yeah. and the depravity and the horror that you see um, in in rescuing children from mm -hmm. human trafficking just breaks your heart. For people that don't understand how this works, and they're like, wow, how we don't, like, you can't even get a picture in your head. There's regions that are worse than others, James, and you've been telling this to me, and, and one of the things that makes it difficult to understand is because in some of these regions, there's all this touristy stuff, they get people coming in there. Can you give us a snapshot of what that looks like for people that have never seen anything like this? Yeah, of course. Um, I've I've been to the red light districts in Thailand uh, because it's important. I take teams there just on the outskirts just so they can see what we're saving these girls from. Mm -hmm. um, and it is it is confusing. Um, the red light district in in Bangkok is called Pat Pong, uh, Pat Pong One and Pat Pong Two. And um, you go down there and it it blows your mind. There's families. There's tourists because it's the best uh, knockoff Louis Vuitton purses you can find anywhere and you know <laughs> the best Jordans yeah, all of that stuff absolutely yeah. um, and uh, there's it's this long alley and there's nightclubs on the corners mm -hmm. uh, you see you think okay this is this is I mean it's bad but it's you don't realize what it is and then you go down a little bit further and then the nightclubs become strip clubs mm -hmm. and you go down a little bit further and the strip clubs lose their windows and you can see inside and there's girls with numbers on them and mm. and you go down further and they get younger and younger and then you can't go any further because you can't take it yeah. um and it is it is it blows your mind um the depravity and and the and the awfulness of it at all but you know it, it's important it's important that people realize what happens yeah and um and that's why prevention is key yeah. you know you, you're in there and you're western you know mindset yeah, yeah it just it just rises up in you and you want to grab them and take them out of there and and the, in the in truth you probably wouldn't make it out of the alley alive doing it that way no 
Mm. But getting them before they ever experience any of that. It, that is what we do. Yeah. It's all about prevention. And there's a network involved, and we're going to get into that in a little bit, and there's sponsors that help each girl. We're mm. going to talk about that in a little while in your recent trip. But this is normally where we get to cover an hour in prayer. And, Emily, I'd love for you to focus on not just praying, obviously, for Sisters of Grace and the work you're doing in Thailand, but for these girls, for others that are doing this kind of work and the need for it, and, and let the Spirit lead and, and sure. cover us in prayer this hour. Sure. Thank you. Heavenly Father, we just come before you today. Father God, we believe, we believe in the name of Jesus Christ to shoot those arrows, Father, mm. those that light into the darkness. Jesus, I remember the first vision that I ever had of Thailand and the first vision that you ever gave me, Father, where I walked around the apartment and I prayed over rooms and I could see the girls in the smoke and I could see the girls in the darkness and you had me praying over a brothel that I wasn't in and I saw in the spirit, I saw the girls suffering there and I pled the blood of Jesus over that place and and Father, this morning, in the name of Jesus Christ, we do that same thing. Mm. Satan, we rebuke you in the darkness. In the name, in the of, name Jesus. of Jesus, we rebuke you, Satan, from these girls' lives. And we rebuke the darkness that is human trafficking. And we bind it in the name of Jesus. And we plead the blood of Jesus Christ over Thailand, over the country, over the people. Father God, I pray that chains would be broken this morning in the name of Jesus. Girls that are in bondage would be set free in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over little girls high in the mountains of northern Thailand. Jesus, you see everyone. You see every child, Jesus. You see everyone. You see every face. Jesus, we just pray now, Father God, that you would move into the lives of those children. God, give them hope. Give them safety. God, bring others. Bring these uh, other workers, Father, that are, that are bringing girls to safety. Father, help them find the girls. Help us find them, Jesus. Father God, we pray that you would open doors, God, to bring children to safety. Jesus, that you would shut the doors of these brothels, God, that you would close every door, Father, that these these madams, these pimps, in the name of Jesus, God, that you would that you would block every path to the children, God, that you would protect these kids, Jesus. And we just rebuke human trafficking in our world in the name of Jesus Christ. We believe, Father, we believe in your name. We believe in the power of God to move on every situation all over the world. Father, human trafficking, Jesus, we just bind it in the name of Jesus. This this pandemic in our world, yes. we just bind it and we rebuke it in Jesus' yes. name. And we claim the healing power of God over these victims, that they would find healing from the trauma. And we thank you for these things, Jesus. We believe you for your healing power. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you. Amen. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Well, folks, we're going to continue to speak with our friends, James and Emily of Sisters of Grace, and we're going to get into some more of the way that this ministry works, the way that they prevent these girls from having to ever experience anything like even the little bit that we've talked about this morning and how they get to meet Jesus and how they get the restorative love that brings them from suffering to joy. Mm -hmm. So stay with us as we continue our conversation with Sisters of Grace on Victory 91.5.
is a new day because of Jesus. We are so, so in awe that we are loved by the Father enough that he sent his own son to take care of everything needed for us to have a relationship, to be sons and daughters of God. And, you know, it's a new day for a lot of girls in Thailand because of Sisters of Grace, because of supporters of this ministry and that one together. And um, we just had a listener ask a question. And because we were just talking about prevention, it fits in really well here. So the question from the listener was, is there, you know, risk of death threats or other things with you rescuing a girl from these people that control them. And it led to a very interesting conversation about prevention. Yeah, so th th that question is perfect um, because the answer is no, They because they never had a shot at them. Yeah. Um, so we haven't ever had a situation like that arise. Uh, what our network does is they identify girls most at risk, okay? So set up a scenario, say there's a little girl in the village, her parents died or went to prison or, you know, just left her with somebody. And so she's milling around. And become a drain on that village. Right. Yeah. The village chieftain or head honcho or whatever will say, hey, let's, maybe this girl, maybe we just get, you know, we sell her. Yeah. And um, and so we, we get that notification. We get that, we identify that situation. We go in and get her. And the, the madams that they send up from back, they never had a shot at her because yeah. she's safe. She's at our home. They, they, so there's no retaliation because they never had a chance. Yeah. And so, and that also becomes the importance of, you, you used the acronym and a lot of people hear it, NGO, non-government organization, mm -hmm. but you also have the support uh, that the government there likes what you're doing. Yeah, there is, um, even where we're, we're moving, uh, we're about going to move the new property is about 20 miles southeast of mm -hmm. Chiang Rai proper. Um, I, one of the first things she told me when I asked how we were being received, she said, actually, she said, I met with the city council of that region and they're thrilled yeah. that we're bringing this home to that area, mm -hmm. that they love that we're moving there. Um, and so we have a lot of support mm -hmm. from the local city government. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things you actually just recently got back from Thailand and you took some folks from our uh, ministry here and, um, you took pastor with you. What what was the importance of why that trip for that group of people that you took? Well, it was it was essential that we went. Um, I had some uh, legal stuff to do, uh, some paperwork that had to be taken care of. Uh, so I, that was the initial reason to go over. But then, of course, the fact that Pastor Don had the opportunity to go with us, his schedule allowed for it. It was just incredible. Mm -hmm. So he and Pastor Michael went with me and. Um, you know, I wanted to show them everything. I wanted to show them wh wh where we're saving the girls from, wh where they come from. So one of the days, Pastor and I and Pastor Michael were able to go to one of our girls' villages, go mm -hmm. to the home that she came from. Yeah. Her name's Tia. And um, she's actually Yao, uh, which is one of the other tribal groups there in Northern Thailand. And... Um, I was able to take the whole team up to her home and she has not, been, it's it's not a great situation at her home. So she has not been there since she came to Sisters of Grace. Now, did she come in 2019 when it all first started? So, yeah. so three years. She And she has not been home. <laughs> in fact, um, her mother has had another baby since then that she met for the first time wow. when we went up to the village. She also had another sister, a special needs sister, uh, that's a few years younger than her. And it was 
it was so beautiful to see them reunited. Mm -hmm. uh, she got to see her mother, um, and it was it was just a precious time of her being able to be with them, but from a, a, a place of healing, from a place yeah. of health. Mm. Mm, that's powerful. I love that we get the opportunity to, to have this conversation because of the importance of what you were just talking about is taking people that are already sponsoring and helping with this mission with you guys. And in our next opportunity to talk here, after we get back into the music for a little bit, uh, we're going to actually talk to a sponsor of a girl and get that perspective as well. Um, Emily, when you guys were putting this together and thinking the best ways to make sure this happened monetarily mm -hmm. was the kind of Compassion International model really quickly into your mind? Did that take some time? How did that even come about? Well, child sponsorship is a lot more than just the donation. Right. So um, I had seen it in other ministries, and I just I believe so strongly in that child sponsor being a prayer warrior for that kid, mm. being a family to that child. And there's ways to do it. As Sisters of Grace, I encourage the sponsors will do Zoom calls with their girls. Yes. They send gifts and cards and letters. And this kid that felt forgotten, this kid that was abused, neglected, is now loved mm. by somebody on the other side of the world. And it and it's such a, a encouragement to that child. And of course, they support her financially. Yes. But there's so much more support emotionally and um, in every way that happens through child sponsorship. So we're grateful for that model. Yeah. And then we have partners and, and friends that support so much more of the home as well mm. and making it all possible in churches that get involved and and there's so much that goes into the ministry, and we couldn't do it without our, our faithful friends. That is beautiful. And uh, you want to stick around because we're going to have uh, a sponsor of one of the girls give some perspective and testimony of how that works from that end of things for Sisters of Grace. We're grateful uh, for the opportunity to do that this morning, and we're grateful for you being tuned in. Victory 91.5. We are so glad that you've stopped by and allowed us to be part of your morning. I'm Quincy, and this is Q in the Morning, and I have a studio full of guests now. And uh, we've been hearing from James and Emily of Sisters of Grace. And Emily, in the last opportunity we had to talk, uh, explained a little bit about the model of sponsoring the girls. And, and before we let a sponsor tell us that experience, if there are people listening right now, and they're like, man, I want to sponsor a girl at Sisters of Grace. <laughs> How do they go about that? Well, you can go to wearesistersofgrace.org. Um, again, that's wearesistersofgrace.org. And there's everything about child sponsorship. I actually call the sponsors sponsor llamas. Sponsor llamas, <laughs> ooh. Because I love llamas, and llamas are really cool if you read about them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess then uh, what we're going to do the is we're going spit, to... llamas spit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're going to introduce, at least at the moment, because I only know one, my favorite sponsor llama, uh, Ray Haynes is here. And uh, Ray and Kelly sponsor a girl through yes. sisters of grace mm -hmm. and would you share ray first of all the the pull to sponsor and then what that's been like you know it's a it's an easy thing when you see a need to meet that need if you just jump on that thing and obviously for each one of us uh, we come from different perspectives and kelly is 
you know, as she is as a mother, as a grandma, you know, her... She only has one gear, and that's just go buy them as much as you can find. Well, yeah, the, the grandma thing is a new experience, and she's, yeah, she's but getting she rains. Took to that yeah. just, and that, uh, our little girl, Superpon, is, uh, has had the same effect because you have opportunities to buy them things, to mm-hmm. send them. And so that's one of her great treasures. And uh, the other thing that we really loved was at Christmas time you you have a chance to kind of interact video wise and watch them do different performances and when these guys went over a few weeks back uh Pastor Don uh we were uh called with Superpon and so you actually got to interact and talk and and share then and and so it's it's not just somewhere that you're sending money to right you know you're you're literally getting to grasp a life and watch that life change yeah. and you know in her case i mean she'll be the both of them could tell you more since we we only met her from a long distance but i gotta tell you there's just such uh a massive transformation mm-hmm. when you see a little mm-hmm. kid instantly you're gonna you know there this is who you're gonna sponsor and and you start praying for that little one, and then you watch, and oh my gosh, yeah, just <laughs> such a little shell of a person turned into just you know. She had a picture in this thing. I said, "Hey, she got a haircut." And <laughs> but, but the thing that is, there's light and there's joy and there's a yeah. smile, and and she would be able to tell you more. I, I love her new name too. She loves pink. So well, I was gonna say, pink. Emily looks like she's ready to burst talking about this. So I'll let you go ahead and add uh, to this story. Well, Superpon, who now has chosen the nickname Pink, not Si Shampoo, which is how you say it in Thai, but Pink, um, the English word Pink, uh, Superpon is one of our beautiful miracle testimonies. Yeah. Superpon was in such horrible, horrible neglect when she came to us. She didn't know how to sit up at a table, how to feed herself. Mm. Um, she didn't. She never slept in a bed before like many of our girls. And Supapon couldn't read. We took her and got her analyzed several times. Couldn't read, couldn't write. Wanted to know if she had severe learning disabilities. And it just turned out that she had been from severe neglect. Severe neglect. And we had every girl in the home took turns. Mm. I don't know if I can get through this without crying, but took turns uh, teaching Supapon day after day, night after night, week after week. And now Supapon, who came from not knowing how to feed herself, can read, she can write, she's caught up in school. And we were a family, Sisters of Grace, a family of grace. And that's what we call ourselves. And this family really took Supapon and her beautiful sponsors, Ray and Kelly's here, took Supapon from being lost to the to darkness in mm. the village too yeah. <laughs> filled with light filled with hope dreams for the future and uh she's a miracle superpon's a miracle yeah i'll tell you this um it's it, it when ray said about pastor facetiming him from from our trip um our first night at the home uh the 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 team cooked dinner for us mm-hmm. and uh I, I didn't know this was going to happen but after dinner um 
we had an agenda of things to do. And and I looked at me, she goes, oh, it's it's Bible time. And I was like, oh, let's do Bible time. <laughs> and um, they all ran and grabbed their Bibles and they lay them out in a big, they sit around the, the dining room table and they each, they pick a chapter and they each read a verse one by one by one. And my mind was racing and I thought about, I thought about Superpawn and that she couldn't read and what was that going to look like? And she read her verse just like oh. the rest of them. And it was it was such a beautiful thing mm -hmm. um, to, like you said, you know, this girl lost to darkness now sitting with us after dinner reading the Word of God. Mm -hmm. um, it was it was amazing. Yeah, powerful stuff. Or yeah. is there anything else that you want to add from a sponsor's perspective that people need to hear today? Well, you know, I would always say the same thing because, you know, we've sponsored different children since we were youth pastors, you know, trying to help other people get this vision. And uh, it, it's to me, it is such a no brainer. You're trading money <laughs> for transformation mm. for a life. For life. I yeah. mean, you're literally giving something that sh when we went to Africa the first time and we saw that realities there, I, I, what I realized is they have no way ever <laughs> to do what we do we can we can raise money we can make money we can we can do money is not no matter how much we struggle it's not an issue for them it's nothing but an issue and I, and i realize that we have an unbelievable responsibility because uh, once you see that you can make a difference and all it takes is is money yeah you know it's just a it's a ridiculous thing especially when you can bring take somebody that's you know been left alone in a little hut and mm -hmm. and give them a family and give them joy mm -hmm. yes and save them from yeah. a life of depravity and horror mm -hmm. and uh i was so glad when pastor don called uh kelly we were actually she was actually house sitting and so so glad he chose to call her phone rather than mine because you know she just lights up with full joy to mm. to get to interact with with uh Pond and that's what you're looking for. Yeah. I mean, why why would you what 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 is it you were going to use that money for in the in the next month? Mm. So I would just encourage you. I would challenge you to uh, as they share the details, uh, not one regret as they were sharing the vision for Sisters of Grace several years back. It was oh, oh I hope you do this. This is this is a tremendous opportunity. Yeah. We're, we're honored. It's not a anything but an honor to get to be a part. Well, folks, as you are beginning to be inspired to step in and help this organization continue to prevent human trafficking in Thailand, you can find them online at wearesistersofgrace.org. You can also find them on Instagram on that same handle, We Are Sisters of Grace, and then on Facebook at Sisters of Grace. Lots of ways you can stay connected to this organization. And we've got one more opportunity to talk this morning. And we're going to talk a little bit about some of the ministry that's going on now and looking to the future with Sisters of Grace here on Victory 91.5. Boy, that's a powerful song in the context of our communication this morning and everything that we've been talking about. Then Christ came. That is behind all of what we do at Victory and all of what Sisters of Grace is doing. And uh, when we were talking last, we were talking about sponsorships and uh, 
Yeah, you told the funny part about uh, sponsor llamas, and, and I heard there's an even funnier story behind the confirmation of that. Yes, well, it was so fun to have Ray here this morning to share about sponsorship, and I was just thinking about how there's this close connection, even though they're on the other side of the world. The sponsors yeah. are praying for them, and the girls pray for their sponsors every night. So the Holy Spirit is just bringing them together in such yeah. a cool way. And even Kelly prays over what she buys for yes, the kids. So, so. she was. Yeah. So she was going through the store praying over what Kelly's praying over what she can get for the girls and I hadn't announced that I was I was going to call the sponsors sponsor llamas yet and so I send out the announcement Kelly calls me you know almost in tears and she's like Emily I was praying over what to buy at the store and I bought soup upon an entire outfit covered in llamas you know? and she bought that for a girl and I thought how cool is God even in the little things mm -hmm. that he's leading the sponsors what to buy how to buy it for their daughters so yeah, it's important that is awesome and you know we've talked about a lot of different things this morning and we've talked about how there are other organizations that are are doing similar things and trying to make sure that they're helping where they can and I know people right now are even getting inspired to do something and what the Lord is leading them to do but why don't you share with us what is unique about Sisters of Grace Sisters of Grace is focusing on not just bringing not just prevention getting the girls before they're sold so mm -hmm. that makes it unique because a lot of ministries right. are trying to do a rescue which right. is beautiful too but we're getting girls so they never experience mm -hmm. they never experience the trauma but there is trauma that happens to these girls if they're coming from situations with poverty mm -hmm. abuse neglect um and even you know sexual abuse in the home before we bring them to two sisters of grace there has to be healing that yeah. happens and um our good friend and she's a constant um doing consultancy with us she wrote a specialized uh mental health curriculum for our girls wow. anna packer and anna went in and she said emily what do these girls need and she learned all about their needs and all about what they're experiencing and so every girl at sisters of grace is coming into the home and not just receiving education and love and a family and the knowledge of jesus christ but they're going through a specialized trauma-informed mental health yes. curriculum <sighs> And we're just so grateful that the Lord allowed that to happen. Also at Sisters of Grace, a lot of the other children's homes in the area will send the kids home on the school breaks to visit in the village. But our girls are coming from such desperate situations right. that I and James leadership, we decided to make the hard choice to keep the girls home on every school break. But there's so much healing, so much yeah. tutoring, so much advancement that can happen for the girls when they just stay at the home. And then we do supervised visits, mm -hmm. short visits like James and Pastor Dawn did yeah. um, when they can go with a team to safely visit. That is so powerful. And, you know, so that's what's currently happening. You talked about how this all came together right as the world shut down. <laughs> so there's been a lot of planning. There's been a lot of praying of what's next for Sisters of Grace. And I know there's some exciting things, James. And one of the reasons that you were there recently is to launch this next next aspect because in this last time, you, you haven't been able to take any girls because you've been at capacity. And now that's gonna change. It is, it's, uh, it's so exciting. Um, we were only able to take one girl this year because our home is full, uh, the little rent house and um, and we only were able to do that because of Amy's graduation yeah. and her transition. So um, we are, like I said, uh, just this summer, 1st of July, uh, the 
we were able to secure two acres of land mm-hmm. um, not too far from Chiang Rai, about 15, 20 minutes southeast. And um, we started putting together, we started dreaming of the site plan and what, what we're going to do with this property. Um, and we've had so much help uh, in, in planning and the preparation and the drawings and all of that stuff. Um, but we had a donor come alongside and he said, he, he just looked me straight in the eye and said, look, I, I want to give you some money, but I don't want it to be like I give. And then it's a year before you get enough to get go. He said, just tell me what you need mm. to get started. What a blessing. And I said, mm-hmm. well, we can't, we can't move out there without the dorm. And we have to be able to feed the girls, so we need the kitchen. And he said, I want to do that. Wow. So, I mean, <laughs> I can't, it makes it just it makes you tear up. Um, and we said, amazing. So we called I and we told her, what's it going to look like? What's it going to take? Because I don't want to just take one girl next year. I don't want to just be able to go and save one. So currently, how many are in the home? Ten. You have ten now. And ten what's the girls. capacity of this new facility going to be? The new facility is going to have capacity for 42 Woo! girls. We won't be able to go that fast. <laughs> right. But but it it is going to open the door for us to save so many more. Wow. Wow. Sometimes, and I've done a lot of interviews in my life, but there's some that stick with you because of the impact that it's having. And this is one of those. There's there's a need, a dire need in this world, in that region specifically, Mm -hmm. that the Lord has specifically designed the two of you to address. And you've put together a team, and now there's sponsors like Ray and Kelly all over the world mm. that are helping make sure these girls get the opportunity to not just be like you said rescued but healed. prevented and healed prevented from experiencing but then healed so for people that are listening that are having the same feeling that Ray and I are having being able to have this conversation with you we talked a little bit about how they could go to the website to sponsor a girl but what are some ways that they can be connected and whether they can financially or pray or what are some of the things that they can do to be involved with Sisters of Grace? If you go to wearesistersofgrace.org and you go to the donate page, there's a drop down that has lots of different opportunities, but one of them is give to grow. And that's the campaign we've been on. And James is talking about the man that donated uh, the family, that donated the dorm and donated the Thai kitchen. And before that, there was another family that said, you don't need one acre of land, you need two acres of (laughs) land. And that's how we were able to get two acres of land. And so, um, you know, as the Lord lays it on your heart, um, you know, as you're as you're looking through um, we are sisters of grace.org as you're hearing about it today, um, you know, God can use your talent, your gift, your heart, your passion. We want to start uh, on this same property. We want to start a campground <sighs> that that all these surrounding children's homes, these kids are not getting any counseling, any trauma informed care. And and it takes a combination of a mental health curriculum and the healing and the and the power of the Holy Spirit, the healing that comes through that to really bring healing for past trauma. And so these camps that we want to run, we're going to do that on a whole other side of the of the camp it's going to be a the sisters of grace home and campground and we want to run these mental health camps and bring in children from all over the community and offer healing to so many more that's powerful so glad for the partnership of victory and sisters of grace and what you guys do for us and our opportunity to put you in the opportunity to be on this platform today and um 
just thankful for the time and the testimony and uh, what you guys are doing. So thank you so much for taking time out to be with us here this morning. Thank you. Thank you for having us. All right, folks. Well, we're going to get back into some music, and then we're going to cover the 9 o'clock hour in prayer. It has been a uh, beautiful time with Sisters of Grace and all that they are doing. Sometimes finding the words are difficult, but I will do my best. And I want to make sure that if you did not get a chance to hear this or you're just hearing this last opportunity for us to talk, uh, this will be on podcast a little bit later. Q in the Morning Highlights podcast will be available on Victory.radio, the More Music app, Apple, Spotify, all of that good stuff. And I'll have this available for people to go back and listen to all that Sisters of Grace has to offer and what they are doing to prevent the trauma of human trafficking and providing the restorative love of Jesus and taking them, as we talked about the logo earlier, taking them from sorrow to joy in Jesus. Stay tuned to Victory 91.5.